Hey, hey, what is going on? Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. It's finally starting to feel like summer around here. Welcome to episode 95 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. This week's OTC Player of the Week comes to us from Wisconsin as Turner Hetland takes home the weekly honors. Turner went 12 for 16 with five doubles and nine RBIs this past week with our Case High School Eagles. Awesome job, Turner. Best of luck the rest of the season. On to this week's guest, and we sat down and chatted with the University of Washington alum, former U.S. national team member, and current AU athlete, Courtney Gano. Court has had a fantastic career to date. She would have a stellar four years with Washington Huskies where she would have a solid 306 career average with 23 home runs and 91 RBIs. She then got her professional start over in Italy before joining the Chicago Bandits of the MPF in 2018. Court would play with the U.S. national team as well in 2018 where she would help the red, white, and blue capture gold at the Japan Cup. Since then, her and her husband Abdul welcomed their son Gregory to the world in 2020, and now she's back playing in Athletes Unlimited. We're going to talk to Court about getting her start in the game, the influence her parents played in her development, her time with the Huskies, of course Greggy, and much, much more. Getting the chance to talk to Courtney was an absolute pleasure, and I'm so happy she took time out of her busy schedule to come on and chat, because this is a good one. With that being said, grab that drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. I can't describe what I'm feeling, ain't never felt this freedom. I've got the world in my palm, lights, camera, action, it's on. Ain't never felt this freedom. Could you, could you say that? Here we go. Courtney, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. I'm really excited. How are things going out in Washington today? Things are well. We got some good weather. Gregory's having a good day, so I really can't complain. It's uh, been it's been nice to actually be home for a bit. You know, we were in Greece for a while and kind of got to um, settle back in here in Washington the last three months. Right on. So, well, I was going to... I'll, I'll get to Greggy in a second because we're definitely talking about that little guy. Uh, <laughs> so out in Greece, your husband, professional basketball player. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, how, how's his season going? Um, he actually comes home today. He's, oh, wow. um, yeah, he just landed in the U S and he's, um, on his way over here soon. Um, so we'll pick him up tonight. It's a long season. They started in August. So he left uh, right when Athletes Unlimited, my season was starting. So he didn't get to be there for that, which was a bummer. Mm. But he's been gone for a long time. So I'm really excited that he's finally coming home. No. But it was a it was a good season. It was it was decent. Right on. Right. So how how long has he been playing over there now? He was in Greece the last two years. These last two seasons. Okay. Um, and, you know, he's been in Europe, I think, six seasons total um, okay. since he graduated college. So he's he's had his fair share of time out in Europe. Right on, right on. So back to Greggy. How's Greggy making out? <laughs> Greggy is awesome. He is so fun and so sweet. Um, he's coming up almost on two years old and it's just crazy how time flies, but he it's so much fun just being able to see every day like something new and just the wonder in his eyes it, mm-hmm. he's amazing oh yeah absolutely i i have a son and a daughter of course my son's gonna be 14 or no he's turning 15 in september and my my daughter's six she's going on seven so i definitely <laughs> i miss those those young uh two two-year-old years i mean when they were <laughs> so innocent and now they talk back to me and I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it goes by so fast. I mean, everyone says time flies, but, and you remind yourself that it flies, but it's, it's just like crazy to look back at photos and whatnot. And I'm like, well, he was just this little chunky baby. Yeah. Where does the time go? I know. I know. It, it's crazy. It, actually, it's funny. Like, you know, when, when I do my research, I, of course I go through social media posts and everything. And, uh, you had the post of when he said mama, like 
and you were like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. And what's funny, my wife, my wife has the same thing with our daughter and she said the same thing. And of course, as mothers, you freak out. <laughs> it was like, it was actually so crazy because he was really, really young. Like it was young for mm. him to say that. So th- when he would say it, it was like the cutest oh, thing. Like yes. I, he didn't even, I don't even think he was honestly referring to me. I think it was just like a sound that he could make, but mm-hmm. of course I'm going to like take it to heart. And so, yes, I was like freaking out and I was, I'm so competitive. So I'm like to my <laughs> husband, you know, ha ha. That's what, this is what he said first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. My wife says the same thing. She's like, ah, Harley said, Harley said mom first. And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. You got, we got to take what we can. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Court, we have a little thing uh, I like to start the podcast with. Uh, I call it quick pitches. I'm going to throw out uh, some random questions to you. Like just new, I guess, answer them as best you can. I mean, they're they're off topic a little bit. Some are, some are about ball, but uh, I guess answer them as best you can. Okay, you want quick answers? Nah, just, pfft. I just okay. call it quick so pitches. So whatever I got, okay. <laughs> I, I just call it quick pitches because it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is a, it is a nice little name. So, uh, first one, if you had to live off one food for a week, what would you pick? Pasta, one hundred percent. You can't ever go wrong with pasta. I hear you. Um, I hear when you. I played in Italy, I was in heaven and love it. Oh, I can't! I can't wait to talk about Italy. Actually, a little bit later on because <laughs> that's on my bucket list of places to go. Like, oh man! Oh, it's so fun. No doubt. Uh, next one, biggest thing you miss at University of Washington. I think just the culture and my teammates, it was, it was a lot of fun and I go and practice with them still. So I get to kind of get a taste of that. Um, but I miss, I miss that. Like even the times getting up at 6am, like it sucked, but you do it with your teammates and you, you miss those times that you didn't think you ever missed. Yeah. That's so true though. I mean, isn't it funny when you look back, like at the time you're like, Oh, I got to, the alarm goes off. You don't want to, don't want to get up. And then, but now as you get older, you're like, man, I wish that alarm would go off again. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and you know, even the times that like, I just wouldn't even have thought like it would be my most memorable things, but like just these random little things that I would do with teammates. I miss that. Like even just like stopping at McDonald's like on the way there or something like so ridiculous. It's like, those are the moments that come to mind. It's just like all the laughs and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one. If you could go back and play one game over again, which one is it? Oh, that's Tough a good one. question. <laughs> You know what? <clears throat> I didn't get to play in the game, but I really wish that I was um, playing in the World Series when we went. Um, I was redshirting that year because I broke my thumb, hmm. and I—it was like my my doing and my fault that I broke my thumb. So it was kind of one of those things where you know I was like in the dugout at the World Series, like, damn, mm-hmm. you know. I, I did this to myself, but um, I really wish I could have been on the field with them. Um, you know, I played my role the best I could that year, but ah, what a cool experience. Just wish I was like out there, like contributing more as, as a player that year. Right. And I, I, I'm actually going to bring that up a little later on, <laughs> unfortunately, <Okay. yeah>, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll dive oh, into okay. that. We'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, toughest pitch you've ever faced so far in your career. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. Okay. Um, there's a few out there. I mean, yeah, there's like, there's like five that are like equally at the top. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone that I just like really dreaded. Yeah. Um, can we go back to this one? Uh, yeah, let's come back to that okay. one. Okay, uh, let's come back to it. So right. much for quick pitch. Huh? I know. Man, these are not quick at all. Come on, Court. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go anywhere in the world on vacation, where would it be? Um, I'd like to go to Australia or New Zealand. Those yes. are like my top two right now. Yeah, right on. As I said, mine's Italy. 
100%. And, but uh, yeah, Australia, New Zealand, which we actually have a huge following for the podcast in Australia and, and New Zealand, which uh, they'll be loving, they'll love hearing this. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. So, so I might get on their good side. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, next one. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um, I think to maybe to switch places with someone, somebody like maybe for a day. Um, and I can like, and, and I don't know, maybe I'd get like a certain amount of, of people that I could switch with, but I think that would really be fun is to like walk in someone's shoes for a day and you get to go back to who you were. But, Hmm. uh, I think that'd be interesting. That, that would be awesome actually (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) uh couple more here uh favorite tv show growing up law and order svu even when i was really young what um yeah i know what the hell (laughs) i know know. (laughs) i've seen every every single episode of every season um and i like i wanted to be like the main character uh character olivia benson like she was like my idol wow. and um i like i wanted to be a detective like her and now i don't but <laughs> <laughs> it's not not really a family job and not, no. but that yeah, that, so that's much. been my all-time fave so when did you start watching it oh i should, probably shouldn't admit how young i was i was probably like eight maybe <laughs> Yeah, I shouldn't. Gosh, what are, what were my parents doing? Maybe only when my parents like left the room. It's so crazy. Oh my, <laughs> that is great. Ah, oh, I love having this content. Uh, what was your best walk up song you had? Oh, I really like. Um, it's called Walk Through, and I had it since college, and I still have it to this day. Oh, really? It's like. It, it's like, I'd be feeling like the man when I walk through and it makes me feel like oh, yeah. so cool. And, um, coach Tar used to love it too. Like sometimes she would call time out and I think that she's going to, you know, like say something like what the plan is. And she was like, Oh, let's just listen. To this. Oh, we'll that is there. awesome. That is so awesome. <laughs> I'm like, All right. If you want to use your time out for this, it's good, <laughs> good with me. <laughs> so who, who, uh, who sings that one? A uh, rich homie Quan, oh. and you'll have to watch the. Uh, I mean, listen to the edited version. <laughs> well, no way! I'm not the listening clean, to no edited version. version. <laughs> as soon as we're done it's here, it's def- it's definitely going on my Spotify. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's like um, it's one of those that kind of just like pumps you up. Like, yeah, I'm oh, feeling yeah. myself. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. Uh, last one here. Uh, Best product Marucci makes. Oh, okay. I'm loving their gloves. Like the way that my gloves came out and I haven't even used them yet. Like I've used like the stock gloves and I haven't been able to use my custom ones, but the way that they customize them, I just like, I haven't had a glove that is like me Mm. and this is me. I'm like this leopard or this cheetah print, like, so bougie and yeah. so extra and i'm here for it that and the the tan and black one uh, that well, is sick. That, one, that one came out even better than i thought like it has this cool little i have a video of it that i'm going to post but it has this like cool little kind of like glitter accent on it that makes like that floral print pop it's right. cool nice yeah nice. They're, they're doing some cool stuff that's awesome. I, I've, I really, I've been enjoying my time with Marucci. How, so how did you, how did you get involved with them? So Allison, um, who was with uh, Wilson before I had a great uh, relationship with her. And that's why I worked exclusively with okay. when I was with um, Slugger and yep. Wilson. Um, she's with Marucci now. And we just, we had a, we just had a good, really good connection and friendship and, um, it was, I think it was just time for me to maybe do something else, um, with my equipment and it just seemed to fit. And I really like what they're doing for the game and how much input, uh, they want from us. And, you know, their fast pitch side is growing and mm. they only had two, two other softball girls on their little roster. So right. I'm like, you know what? 
absolutely like let's do this let's grow this um let's make the game better and they're all for it so that's awesome i'm, I'm loving it right mm-hmm. on yeah because they, they they have some big names on the men's side but uh like for baseball and stuff and mm-hmm. you know for for you who, who else is with you there uh there's the, uh Haley Haley Cruz and AJ Andrews. Right, 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 right. So I mean uh, for you for you guys to get on that side and, and grow it on the on the fast pitch side of things. I mean that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the fact that they're just like willing to invest and like they're really uh they're really like I don't know, just putting a lot of time and effort and want a lot of feedback and and I love that. Like mm-hmm. I love the communication. Um I love the involvement. Right on. That's awesome. So Court, with uh let's get on to your career. Um with every guest that we have on here, I, I like to start off with uh tell us when and where you got your start in the game. Oh I played um T ball when I was six on the Dodgers and that's when I started. <laughs> <laughs> the Dodgers, of course. Yeah, I was on this little this little T ball team and um I think it was me and uh maybe there's one other girl. In West Covina, uh, West Covina Little League. And that was the start of it. And then kind of just after like two years, moved on to softball in Chino Hills. And from there, it was just loving it. Um, it was so much fun. I mean, there's so many girls that have come out of Chino Hills. So many great softball players. It's kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Now, were, were you, uh, the programs that down, like, were you uh, like a bat buster or, uh, Oh, I was a Corona angel. Oh, okay. So for rec ball, for rec ball, I was with Chino Hills. Mm-hmm. And then I played on this little team called legacy for a few years. Like we were this little scrappy team. Uh, and then it was kind of just time to like, all right, well, it's time to get like recruited, get myself better, like mm-hmm. really challenge myself. Uh, and so. I was with Marty on the Angels right on. Uh, for the last four years of of oh. my high school career. Awesome. Now, did you have a love for the game right away, or was that like a a process over time? I'm I'm guessing you may have had it right away. I'm basing you know <laughs> on your mother. <laughs> yeah, I I did. It was kind of just like a way of life. Um, my dad, he was actually the president of the little league when he was younger for that uh, at in West Covina mm-hmm. or Cortez Park. Um, so he's like been big into baseball. And then of course my mom played and my stepdad, he um, owned a facility. And so it was kind of just like, I was kind of forced to like be in the batting cages all the time. Um, it was like my second home. There was a definitely a time when it was too much. Like I think I was 10 or 11, maybe even 12. I don't know, but I took a year off because I just, I didn't have that love for it. And it became like, I was dreading going to practice. I didn't want to be there. Oh, really? So I took a little, yeah, I just, um, it was like, it was that, that unhealthy pressure. Yeah. And it was, I think it was just too much pressure at the time. And I was like, I'm not enjoying it. I don't like it. And I, I think it was really cool that my dad said, okay, well you can take some time. And I think with that time is, is what made me miss it and realize that I wanted to get back into it. And that's when I started uh, playing for legacy. That's yep. when I, like my, my travel ball career started. Right. Right. So I'm guessing your parents definitely played a big role in, in your development growing up. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I said, I was in, I was in the batting cages all the time. Yeah. My mom was, you know, she wanted me to be a pitcher, of course, like her, but no way. Come I, on. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <laughs> listen to her. You know, it's like your parent doesn't know anything. They could, they could be like the most expert at whatever it is. And you still don't believe that they know anything. Yeah. And that's, that's where I was at with it. So <laughs> Pitching, pitching wasn't in the cards. <laughs> That'd be too much pressure on you. What? <laughs> I don't, it was just like, I would not listen to her. I would look at her like, that's not how you throw a change up. <laughs> <laughs> Telling your mother. Oh my God. As like a six, like seven year old. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh my job. And, and for those of us, for any of the listeners that don't know, your mother, of course, is Rhonda Wheatley, who mm-hmm. was an All-American with Cal Poly and NCAA record holder in innings pitched in the season, which is crazy. She had 434 and a third in 1985. Just throwing that little fact out there, but uh, she had a, need, she had a great career. We need a, yeah. We, I think she's a four time all American. Um, 
I have to throw out the fact that she also holds a record for most errors in a game. (laughs) Hey, hey, mom. Let's just put that out there. Hey, mom, she's throwing shade at you. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like most errors by a pitcher in a game or something like that. No way. Really? Oh. Yeah, it was, I was. I forget what the number is. Maybe like four or five. <laughs> oh, that's you know I'm a pitcher too. Like so, <laughs> I've had my fair share of errors in the game. You know what? As a pitcher, trying to throw to first on a bunt is difficult. I will say that. Well, I and I don't even know like what the errors were. I've never like brought it up. But you know what was really cool is when we were at the World Series, or honestly, um, any um, postseason games. You know. Um, they put up like record holders up on the screen and it was really cool. Like her name would come up like when we were in Oklahoma city and that was really cool to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was, maybe she was top five for most strikeouts or or something like that. Um, and I I thought that was a, like a really cool moment when her name would come up there. I just felt really proud and it was cool to like, yeah, it was nice. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Kirk, can can you remember if there was a point when you were like, uh, you know, I might be able to do something with this game? Like, you know, before, like, was it before the recruitment process or was it after it, you know, when that may have hit? Um, I knew I was pretty good. Um, Like before the Corona Angels, I was like, okay, like I I felt like I was, I had a a shot, Um, but it wasn't until I was on the Angels where like that's when the recruiting started happening. I got a letter from UCLA and it was like, it was cool because it was a handwritten letter. And I thought, Whoa, this is awesome. My first letter. And that's kind of when I'm like, Oh, okay, we can do this. And, uh, you know, Marty has a great relationship with a lot of college coaches and I hadn't really like experienced that. So, you know, when he would like send me these emails from other coaches, I thought, Whoa, this is, this, this can happen. And I, I had a trip plan to Washington. That was my first visit, my first camp. And then I had ASU the next weekend and that's when it happened. I went up to Washington, fell in love, never looked back. I committed on the spot. He told me, do not commit. I have, do not commit. You have, you have a visit next weekend. You do not commit. So I had to call him and say, Marty, <laughs> I committed. I committed. <laughs> oh, that's so great. So why why Washington? I never regretted it. Why why why'd you commit right on the spot? You know, as soon as we landed in Seattle, okay, let me be honest. I didn't even know where Washington was. I thought we were going to DC. Like I was so young, I I didn't know that they were in the Pac-10 at the time. Nothing. I was clueless. Right. I knew that you know Arizona, Arizona State. UCLA, like those were just kind of the schools that were more around our area, what I would hear about. And so I'm like, okay, like, sure, I'll give them a shot. And it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but you know, when they send out the questionnaires, Mm -hmm. they, they ask you, you know, what are your top four schools? And I didn't know this at the time, but you should always put that school as number one. And you didn't. <laughs> I I added a fifth and a sixth line, and I put them as number six. Wow! <laughs> and I cannot believe that they even called me back after that because I, they called Marty and said, "What? Who is this girl? And what is she doing?" <laughs> That's and awesome. Marty called me and was like, you idiot. What are you, you added a, a sixth line and put them last. And so I had, I, I was just clueless, like to be completely honest. So oh yeah. That is uh, so, great. so anyways, I ended up going up there. As soon as I landed, like Seattle was just beautiful, just green and just something I hadn't seen before. Um, went on campus and, Coach Tar, the coaching staff, they were so awesome. The the girls that were on the team at the time who ended up winning national championship the next year. All of them were, were incredible. Felt at home. My dad loved it there. And it was just like it felt right. And I I didn't I didn't want to go anywhere else. I was like, this is it. 
I can't believe you had a, a fifth and a sixth line. That is yeah, I know. <laughs> amazing. My one of my one of my AirPods went out. Can you still hear me? Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yep. So that's that story. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so fantastic. Actually, here's a question I've never asked any of my guests before that played NCAA. What was it like after you you know after you commit to your school like? Do they give you things to work on before you get there or anything like that? You know, when you're playing high school and travel ball? Well, I have close communication with coach Tara. I'd actually call her every Monday night at 8 PM. Uh, and we would talk every week. And so, you know, we would talk about things, but I think, um, I think the coaches, or at least like in my situation, she trusted Marty. Right. Um, that he, you know, he was going to prepare me the way that I needed to be prepared. And a lot of times or many times there's, you know, girls or kids could potentially like not work as hard once they're committed. And I think that's kind of like the scare for coaches. Like you're kind of just gambling on like, all right, they're going to get better. And so like my main goal was like, I'm not going to just like settle and like, Oh, I'm committed. I'm going to take it easy. Like, no way. Like I'm going to get better every year and I'm going to be the most prepared I can Mm. um, when I get there. Mm. Um, So I think that like travel ball, I mean, I was, my teammates were gosh, the best players in the world. I mean, our Corona angel team, my last two years, incredible. And so having them around me and making me better, there was no, like, I I mean, I was going to be prepared regardless because if you wanted a spot on that field, like I was like fighting with Stephanie LaRosa at shortstop. I was with Nikki Gerard at third. I mean, we just had girls who, who were awesome. Wow. And that helped a lot. No, no doubt. Absolutely. Yeah. So what do you remember most about, uh, arriving on campus freshman year? Um, so there was like this little, like, I don't know exactly what it was about, but, um, there was this like little penny and my, I I think we found a lucky penny or something like that. And we like gave it to coach Tara, my dad and I, and she had it when I came back on campus to for school so she kept that for at least four years on her desk and she still has I don't know if she still has it but she had it my freshman year and she said you remember this like you and your dad gave me this lucky penny that we found during during your trip and that's a pretty cool moment just knowing that like that meant something to her and like I don't know that's That's amazing special thing yeah wow that is yeah. <laughs> good on Coach Term. Wow, that's amazing. right. I mean, that says something about her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Her to even, like care about something like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now, was uh, was it a big adjustment for you? Yeah. I mean, going in there, I thought I had my crap together, and I didn't. Um, it was it was a big adjustment, not in the sense of like being away from home and doing things on my own. I was pretty independent. Uh, but I think just like softball wise was, was kind of tough, like figuring out my swing, figuring out my confidence and just like trusting the work that I had put in. Hmm. I was mostly a defensive player my freshman year. Um, <clears throat> and so I really had to like figure out my swing and, and how I was going to like be in that lineup consistently. Right. Now I always ask all my NCAA guests, do you remember your first game? Yes, I remember. You know what I remember most is um, Kylie Lawners and I. So we were, we came in together and we were like, we are just so pumped to be out there. So I was playing third. So it was three of freshmen. Um, I was playing third. Kim Souza was playing short and Kylie Lawners was playing second. And we were all three best friends. We would call ourselves the freshman trio. Like it was fun. And so Kylie and I, like we looked at each other, like we, we heard the lineup and we got out on the field and we we're like, we're here. Like we're doing this. And we just like embraced the moment. And we were like, so proud. Like we did it. We're on the field. And I love that moment because, you know, sometimes we forget to just be in the moment and like be proud of yourself and, and know, like, you know, you dreamed of these things. And oh, like yeah. that, we dreamed of where we were at. Uh, so I love thinking about that. Just like, 
us smiling at each other like mm-hmm. i'm proud of you kind of thing that it was that was fun and what's even you guys beat nebraska for nothing which they were a, a ranked team at the time which props to you first game of the season and but <laughs> that was that was a, uh, we had a really good preseason that year did you? really good preseason right yeah. on now you had seven assists in that game but you didn't hit now i know you said you were primarily defensive the next game against san jose state you go two for four with a home run and three rbis Coach Coach Charmus was like, oh, well, I got to get her in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough because we had Nikki Williams who was coming off of oh right yeah. uh, a back surgery. Yeah, so um, I would I would play defense for her. Yes, and she would hit, but it would depend on our pitcher because we had Caitlin Inglesby who who would hit for herself. Yeah, so it kind of depended on who was pitching at the time. You know, Nikki um, she had she was a senior and so she had a lot of experience and so it just kind of ended up being like just what I don't know how the lineup worked out so mm-hmm. I knew that when when Inglesby wasn't pitching that I'd be I'd be in the lineup because Nikki would hit for whoever the pitcher was okay if it wasn't Inglesby yeah. so that's that's kind of how we had to figure out the lineup right um but yeah that was a fun one against San Jose State that was um I was like, okay, all right. I think I got this thing. Well, imagine hitting hitting a home run in the first game you get to it, like at, that you get to hit in. Like, oh, must have been. Oh, I would have been like, woohoo, let's go. Yeah, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. Thanks. No, no. Now I'm reliving some of this. I actually forgot about that. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> so, what was your biggest takeaway from that uh, freshman season? Do you figure? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'd say just like putting in the work, um, Kim Souza, she put in the work. So she would go before practice. She would go hit. Um, if we had a day off, she was, she still found a time to hit with one of the coaches or or something like that. And I was like, that wasn't, I wasn't really doing that. Mm. I'm like, really, you're going to go hit? Like, let's go do something else. Like it's our day off or like, you're going to hit before practice. Like we start at, you know, we have a three hour practice and I just didn't understand that extra work that really you need to put in, mm-hmm. um, to be your best. And I'm glad she, she's Gregory's godmom. She's my best friend. And I'm so, uh, glad that I had her around because she didn't really push me to put in the extra work, right. but she led me to do that. Like I just saw the, the, the hard work that she put in and I'm like, I'm going to do that too. It kind of made me feel guilty. So I was like, I kind of felt forced to, (laughs) I'm like, Oh, she's making me look bad. Um, but it taught me like it, it takes a lot. You, you have to put more work than just practice because that's what everyone else is doing. Now, what are you going to do to like really get yourself to the next level? Yeah. So I would say that was my biggest takeaway. Okay. Right on. Well, Hey, that's, if there's one thing to take away, I mean, it's learning to do the extra work. I mean, mm-hmm. that's huge. And a lot of like that, if there's a message for, you know, any of the players coming up, that's one thing they really need to do. Am I right? Absolutely. I talked to my sister about it. She's a sophomore uh, at San Diego State. And I just like, we had long talks, like, listen, you got to go in early. You, you, even if it's on your own off the tee, you can be the first one in there, the last one to leave. Like you have to put in that extra work Mm -hmm. and that's, what's going to like help you build your confidence, like confidence based on preparation. Yeah. That's, that's what you need. Yeah. 100%. Now you talked about, uh, your hand injury going into sophomore season. Um, mm-hmm. how did it happen? I punched a wall. Oh, okay. Um, you know what's yeah, funny? So I've done that before and broke my knuckles. So oh, <laughs> I, no. I know what you mean. <laughs> I, you know what? I think it happens to a lot more people than we think. I yes. mean, like punching a wall is, is not a smart thing to do. Um, but I think like, you know, if you get a, to a point where you're angry, like, mm-hmm. Hey, it, it happens to the best of us. Yep. Um, but it really like made me realize it, it sucked because it was like three weeks before the start of season. And I was our starting shortstop and Oh, it, it, to know that I had to get surgery. I just, 
I, it sucked to yeah. like lose the trust of my teammates, like to have to tell them that mm-hmm. because it was something that I could control. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back. Um, I learned so much from that. I started going to uh, see a therapist just for like, just like some traumas that I had and some anger and things that were built up my whole life that I had never dealt with. Um, and, and props to coach Tara because she kind of set me up with that. Like, Hey, listen, like you gotta like go talk to someone because if you're getting this angry and that's the way you're releasing it, like we got to figure this out. So I, it was a blessing in disguise because it, it really helped me just like my mental health. Okay. Well, that, that's the biggest thing. Mental health right there. What was the, uh, so what kind of role did you play that season? I mean, obviously you were uh, like where you looked upon as a, uh, as you know, someone to go to advice for, I mean, even though it's your sophomore season, you have that year in, did uh, any of the freshmen, you know, come to you for advice or anything? I, I would say maybe just the freshmen. Yeah. Um, Cause I was still young too, but that's right. my, my main role um, I mean, I was like, I'll do anything. Mm. Like I needed to redeem myself and like gain the trust of my teammates. I'm like, I will do anything for this team. I felt so crappy. Um, but I had to be in like, a, um, a full cast, like my, my knuckles were in it and everything. Like if I wanted to go and practice and stuff and it was my right hand. So it was my throwing hand. Uh, so yeah. I couldn't throw or anything. And so we had this huge cast that looked like this crazy thing to where I couldn't even get my fingers out of it. <laughs> so, you know, I would base run, but my biggest thing I got practices, I was, um, a bullpen catcher, which then led me to be catching the next season. So there are some things. That's, that actually, I was going to ask how you got into it. catching and yeah, I, I, I was bullpen catching and they were kind of like, wait a second, you can do this. So that was like my practice. And I kind of like would work on it, you know, while I would catch these bullpens and, um, I just kind of figured it out. And then, um, that next season Kim was going to catch and she ended up tearing her ACL and it was Mm -hmm. like, all right, Courtney, you've got, you've got your bullpen catching experience. Like, here we go. Wow. That's great. And you know what? I don't even have this on my notes in front of me, but, uh, what was it like, you know, being behind the dish, like catching a pitcher? I enjoyed it. Do you? I I enjoyed it because it was something so new and it was like exhilarating. Like it, it was fun because, you know, every pitch was a learning experience for me. Like I was still figuring it out. I was a short, I really, I was a short stop catching. Like that's crazy. Are you see me back there, like um, blocking balls with no. I'm I'm gonna pick them, and I'm just gonna figure it out. You know, like yeah. yeah. My, was my technique amazing? No. <laughs> um, I but I got the job done. Um, but that was the year also that I got really sick and had to stop catching. But it was it was fun while it lasted. Right, right. Now, uh, I guess looking back now. Uh, what are some of the big memories that stick out to you from your time with the Huskies? Um, my well, fourth year was fun just personally. Um, it was fun for me because I felt like it was like my breakout year personally. Mm-hmm. And I was really like learning how to be a good teammate and a leader. Um, and I felt really confident with where I was at and I kind of like proved to myself, like, like, I, I put the time in and I was kind of like excelling on the field finally. Mm-hmm. And it was my first year of actually playing like a full season and um, being like a role player. And that was nice. And then uh, I, I would say like my fifth year was honestly my favorite year um, because I was at my best. Like when it came to my teammates, like I just really like loved my teammates and I think that they looked to me as a leader. And that's, that's something that I like take pride in Mm. um, because I wasn't always that way. Like I thought about myself a lot and I didn't like spend that much time with teammates before. And I think we all kind of go through that. Like you realize like what's important here. And like, it's not about your own, like it's not about your own stuff. It really isn't like, that's not, it's going to stand out. That's a maturity thing, right? Exactly. My AirPods now both died. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. It's all good. Okay. Um, yeah, I felt like I was most mature in my fifth year and it was, that's when I tore my ACL, but right after Palm Springs, the the practice after Palm Springs, 
um, I tore it and that was really, really crappy. Um, but I loved that year with my teammates. Yeah. So the whole ACL injury, how long did that, that keep you on the shelf? Um, so tore it, coach Tar was like, listen, you can still play with it torn if you want, like we can figure this out. And I was like, yes, I want to play. Of course. Like, of course that's going to be my mindset. Like, yeah, I want to be out. I want to be on the field. I remember I knew it was torn right away. And I laid there crying, not because of the pain, but because I just kept telling coach Tar, I want to play. I want to play. And, um, so we got it to a point where we felt like it was strong enough for me to be a hitter. Mm -hmm. I can just be in the lineup and hit. And then if I get on base, someone runs for me and that whole deal. And that worked for a bit. And then, uh, I got kept in for base running against ASU, which was not supposed to happen. And, uh, tore my meniscus and that was it. Like that, that was, uh, the end of it. And I knew it was, and I got to have one more at bat. So I talked to our trainer and I mean, my knee was like a balloon and Mm. I, it was bad. And so I said, can I just have one more at bat? Don't tell the coaches please. And I think they knew, but it was like, I just wanted to know when my last collegiate at bat was going to be. And I really appreciate them for letting me have that. Um, just to know, like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Well, so good for yeah. them. I mean, I, I, I didn't get a hit, but it's fine. <laughs> At least you didn't hit one to the gap and try to no, leg, I, Lego I the one, single. <laughs> no, I, I couldn't even move my leg. I, I hit it to left. I couldn't even make it to first. Like oh. it was just, it was it, but I, it's nice to know. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Last step back. Cause you could really just savor the moment. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Now, 2017, you begin your professional career in Italy. Um, how'd that all happen? It was kind of random, but I wanted to keep playing. And um, knowing I was coming off my ACL, like, I'm like, I only got two years of my five years in college. Like, yeah. I, yeah, it, it felt not fair, honestly. Like, I wasn't being a victim, but I'm like, no, like, I've got more in me. Like, let me redeem myself. Um, and I think I, like, posted on this, like, bulletin or something online um, of like, Hey, like I played at UW, like I want to play overseas. Cause I didn't get drafted. I was hoping that, um, I was going to get drafted even though I tore my ACL, but mm-hmm. it's not really how the NPF worked. No. Like they can't <laughs> invest, they can't invest money in someone who's not going to play. Right. They just didn't have that. Um, so yeah, a team in Italy like responded and well, a, a few teams, but Italy seemed to be like, that's where I wanted to go and seemed the most competitive. And I was in a great situation. Like there was girls that had played there that I've known before. And, um, Oh, I loved my time there. It was a long, it was like five months, um, which is a little bit too long, honestly. Um, because I didn't have a car. I didn't, it was just, you know, you don't have all the resources at like, for example, my husband has when he plays overseas, right. much, much different experience. I mean, I had a room and like this little like cot, um, but you know, my husband has a three bedroom house and we got a car and <laughs> we're on the water, you know, it's, yeah. it's very different. Yeah. Um, and a little bit humbling, but what an amazing experience. I really wouldn't have wanted to have it any other way. No doubt. Like I said, it's on my bucket list. How, like, uh, Tell me, like, how awesome is Italy, though? I mean, like, from a, not just a food aspect, because I can only imagine how good their food is. But I mean, you know, from, you know, the views and all that. Incredible. It's beautiful. And so what we do is we have only, um, we only play on Sundays. We play doubleheaders on Sundays. So we have like Monday and Tuesday off. And then, or, or Monday Tuesday, uh, we have practice at like 8 PM on Tuesday. So I would use Monday and Tuesday as, um, like my time to like go explore, like take the train somewhere and go. So, um, yeah. And so, uh, I, I got to go to a lot of places and like during like, like, I don't know, like European championships or something, whatever they would do, um, with the national team, we had, we would have like a week or two off. So I got to go to, um, four different countries. Like I did it within a week. I went by myself, uh, and it was 
it was an experience, but it was just like, it was so cool to be able to do that because once you're in Europe, like yeah. it's pretty easy to travel everywhere. It's just getting to Europe is like yeah, the, exactly. the hardest part. But once you're there, you can kind of go all over. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Um, yeah. 2018, pretty big year for you. You'd uh, join Chicago Bandits as well as join the U.S. national team. Uh, you'd win gold at Japan Cup. How cool was that experience? It was really cool. And it was really like, it was really cool to like, see kind of like personally, like where I had been and like, and to be able to like have USA across my chest mm. now, like I didn't think that that would be a thing, um, like coming out of college. Um, so it, it was really cool. I got to play with girls that, you know, I've only played against and I got to know just these amazing souls and, um, how fun it was so fun. The bandit year, I loved being on the bandits. Mm. That was everything about the bandits. I loved. Is that right? Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of funny though. It coming full circle now with AU, you get to play. <laughs> you know, there. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool too. Yeah. It felt like home. Um, you know, being in the apartments, I stayed there because I ended up coaching at Northwestern. So I was like, I was there, um, the entire year until the next season. So <clears throat> it was, I don't know. It was just like a cool, a cool thing yeah. to do. No doubt. No doubt. Now, uh, actually, I get back to the the U.S. national team thing. That has that had to be like a you know pretty cool moment between you and your mom. You know, being able to say you both represent your country. Yeah, it was really like it was a cool experience. Um, and I also was on the team with um, Hannah Flippin, and whose mom also played on the USA team, and That's her right and my too. mom played together. That's so right it too. was like. It was like so cool. And then we had um, Susie Brasney um, there at USA tryouts who played with both of our moms on the USA team. And she was like one of the, one of the coaches for the tryout. So it was just like a full circle wow. moment. I think for a lot of us, it was like, whoa, like this is a really, really cool thing that we're doing. That's awesome. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fun yeah. how, you know, how intertwined things can be. Like, yes, <laughs> unreal. absolutely. Unreal. Yeah. So the pandemic hits 2020. That's of course when Greggy was born. How long, uh, mm -hmm. how long after he was born, did you get that itch uh, to get back in the game? Well, I knew I wanted to play again, um, but it was, it was like really a random thing happened. Um, I got a call from um, Chris Sebrin from USA and he was like, Hey, like, what are your plans? Are you going to play? I'm like, yeah, I want to, like, I haven't trained yet. Cause I was just here with Greggy on my own. So mm. that was a struggle in itself. Just like being away from family and like my family is in California. I'm a new mom. My husband's overseas. Like my son is, you know, he's, he has this rare form of epilepsy. And right. so like, just, I'm just like trying to figure it out. Like I'm barely getting through the day. And so I knew I wanted to play, but like, I hadn't been training no way. Like I hadn't mm. done anything. So I get this call and I'm like, yeah, well, like why? And he was like, well, we're having training camp and we love to like, have you come out and help us. And, and it was in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes. I said, yes, I want to do it. And I didn't tell him that I hadn't been training at all. <laughs> And that my body was probably not ready for it, but I like jumped on that opportunity because, um, it was like, how cool is that? Like I, I got to bring my son yeah. and my mom came with me. Like we got to go to Florida and, um, my son was there and, and honestly that was worth it enough. Like just to have Greggy there to yeah. be able to like see his mom play. I mean, he had no idea what was going on. What right. was he like less than a year old, but still like, I loved that experience. And that was, that was kind of like a big thing too. I think that AU got to see that like, okay, she's out there and she's like, she's, she's working, like she can play, which why wouldn't I be able to play? Yeah. Um, but you know, we don't see it as often. Um, as we would obviously with men, <laughs> like yeah. men who have kids, <laughs> it doesn't affect them at all. That's right. Um, but we don't see it in softball. Um, so I think it was like, kind of like proving, proving a point, like 
listen, we got this. If anything, like, I think we can come back stronger. Oh, so 100%. Was, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it was nice, like, so open up some more opportunity. Well, let's, me. let's talk about AU. Cause I mean, I absolutely love AU. I rave about it on here all the time. And so, I mean, how was it for you? Cause I mean, you know, it's, I, I saw the article, you know, you got to take Greggy there and, and mm-hmm. you know, it, you had, what was it? 40, 40 some or no more than that. Like more or less aunts for him. <laughs> yeah. Like 60, 60. Yeah. Like, um, that was oh, awesome. yeah, the girls would come over every day and he he loved it. Um, but, if you know, if, if if I wasn't able to bring Gregory with me, like it, it wouldn't even be an option. Oh, I absolutely. Yes. yes. I wouldn't do it. Um, to, so to be in that environment that was so supportive and um, they, you know, they provided a caretaker. I mean, they pay for a caretaker. I was able to like get one, one of the girls from Northwestern that I coached. Um, she was with us and she was like, kind of like our, his babysitter the right. whole season. Um, they made sure that we were all taken care of. And that's the kind of environment that I want to be a part of. Mm. Um, and I kind of went in like, honestly, like I'm just doing my best. And did I necessarily get to train like I wanted to? No, not at all. Mm. Um, I, I didn't really have like that support or like the means to train in the off season. Um, because like I said, I'm out here alone with Greggy and and Abdul, Abdul came back like four weeks before season, uh, my season started. So I was able to like, you know, get some training in, but not like I would have wanted. So I went in there, not with high expectations for myself, but knowing that like, I'm doing this for more than me. And I know that I'm going to take out of it. I don't, I don't really know or care how I was going to perform. Um, but I was going to take out of it way more, um, than however my performance was. Right. How fun was it? Yeah, absolutely. And I did, it was fun. And, but now I'm like, no, listen, I'm going in there and I'm going to be ready. <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> it's, on. it's okay to be mediocre, uh, but yeah. not for very long. <laughs> That's right. And, and I was going to say, so you're, you're back for season three. I mean, going yeah. into season three, what's the biggest thing you're looking forward to? I'm like really looking forward to, um, like having this off season, I've been like preparing and working my butt off. So I'm really like excited to go in there and like feel ready and like feel confident and like get after it. And of course, like be with the girls and meet new girls. Like, um, the, the whole atmosphere there is absolutely amazing. Like the relationships and the bonds that you build or that you've, you've, you're building on. Um, it was so, it's so cool. So I love that whole aspect of it. And like Gregory, now that he's a little bit older, Mm. I think he's going to take even more from this. Like his second birthday is going to be when we're in season and like, I can only imagine, you know, like 60 women singing to him. He's going to be like in heaven going crazy. Like he's going to love that. And what more can I ask for? Like, those are the things that I'm excited for. My husband gets to finally be there. Like, oh, that's awesome. How cool. Yeah. That is so awesome, Court. Um, Now, before we get to, uh, I have a little thing I end the podcast with. It's called Player Association. I'm going to throw some names to you. But before we get to that, um, Obviously, you've been a huge role model for a lot of young athletes, but uh, one of those is a past guest of our show, and that's uh, Miss Abigail Tolton. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure you, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. Now, I had the chance to talk to her this past week, and she wanted to record something for you. You want to hear? Oh, yes. Here we oh. go. Abby, it's so great to talk to you again. Uh, can you tell us what kind of influence Courtney has had on you? Mandy, it's great to hear from you. Courtney has had a really big influence on me. I am 12 and I have big dreams. And it means so much to me that I get to share my dreams with someone like Courtney, who has lived them. I have her name in my glove. Actually, it's a glove she let me design. And anytime I feel the nerves, I can look down and see CGA and it really settles me down. <laughs> That's so awesome, Abby. Can you give me an example? Because of COVID, I haven't pitched in a game in over two years. And two weeks ago, I flew down to pitch my Florida team in a PGF event, and I was so nervous. I'm usually never nervous, but this time I was really nervous warming up. It was really helpful to be able to look down 
and see CG8 on my glove. Take a deep breath and close my eyes. And in my mind, I was back on the bandit's field in Chicago, and Courtney and I were dancing, laughing together, just playing catch. Haha, <laughs> that's fantastic, Abby. Uh, is, is there anything else you want to say to Courtney? Well, first, I want her to give Baby G a big hug from his favorite Canadian aunt. I hope she realizes what her support means to me. Courtney has inspired me and supported me, and she makes me feel like I have the power of an army woman like her behind me. Knowing Courtney is always in my corner and believing in me gives me a lot of confidence, and I'm so lucky that I get to have Courtney as a part of my journey. And in five years, if I'm lucky enough to get scholarship offers, Courtney will be one of the first people I call to discuss them. There we go. What do you think? Um, I'm really emotional, actually, um, because those are the, like, <clears throat> excuse me, that's just a reminder of like why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really nice to hear that reminder because, um, you know, with the game, we can make it a lot more than it is. And it's, uh, you know, we play a really tough game, yeah. but, um, like at the end of the day, like, this is what it's all about. Like if you get to influence even just one female athlete or one athlete in general, like it makes it so worth it. And like, I don't know, to hear that is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ab- Abigail has been, has been, um, really, really supportive and I got to meet her with the bandits and, um, she's, I, I don't even think she realizes like how much of a light she is. Like she was on the field with us and like, you know, uh, you can be like worried about just, I don't know the, the smallest things when you're playing or even outside distractions. And like these girls who, uh, they, they bring more joy to us, I think, than they even know. And so that's really cool to hear. That's awesome. And she, I think she definitely has a bright future in the game. Like, like, I I agree. Like she can definitely throw the ball. (laughs) Yeah. And, and you know what, even more than that, like she has just such a bright future and like whatever she's going to do because, um, people like her, um, they, they have a huge influence. And so I'm, I'm happy to even know her. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I'm, she's going to love hearing this, uh, little thing, like I said, end the podcast with her court, uh, call it player association. I'm going to throw out, uh, a few people from the game to you. And you, if you have a story about them, throw it out there. Anything oh, you want goodness. to say about them. So, uh, okay. First one on the, on the docket here, uh, Ali Aguilar. <laughs> oh, Ali and I had some good times at UW. Um, what I love about Ali is that she knows who she is and she's like so consistent with that and she knows what she believes in and she's influential and, um, just like very, very positive. And so uh, that's what I love most about her. Right on. Uh, next Taryn Avalo. Oh, Taryn. Um, Taryn is one of my best friends. Um, let me think of a story. Oh, okay. I have a lot of stories of Taryn, but, uh, when she was incoming freshman, I was kind of like, let me call myself her caretaker. (laughs) I was like, coach Tara's like, listen, you keep her in check you take care of her. If anything happens, it's your fault kind of thing. Oh, wow. So I was like, Taryn, you're not leaving my side. <laughs> <laughs> and she, you know what? I think she loved it. Like she would sleep instead of her dorm. She would like come sleep on our couch. She'd be over all the time. Um, and, and we have a lot, like I'm, I'm like a little girl around her. Uh, so she just brings out like that, um, the fun in me. And so I, I love Taryn. I, I have a, a deep appreciation for her. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, next is Jenna Lilly. <laughs> Jenna. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have a, I have a story. Um, we're playing Oregon and she used to really annoy the heck out of me. Like I just thought she was like, um, ultra, well, uh, like I thought she was cocky and she kind of just rubbed me the wrong way. Like though, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. And I didn't know her at all. And so I had only heard like some like travel ball stories or whatever, like small softball stories. And, oh, there was this one time where we were like trying to pick her off at first. 
This is, it is really bad. <laughs> Trying to pick her off at first. And thank God she dove because I would have taken her head off with my glove. I whipped my glove around so hard. I mean, it would have knocked her out, I think. And now looking back, like, yeah, I'm so embarrassed by that. And luckily we're good, like very good <laughs> friends now. But like, I think our team, like, like it almost ended up like in a brawl. It was bad. Really? Wow. Um, yeah, like it, it could have been really bad. <laughs> so luckily it didn't. And I got to redeem myself and we're great friends. And, um, I hope that video never goes public because <laughs> what <laughs> is bad. Oh, that's so I, I, I reached out and apologized to her actually like maybe a year later. And I was just so happy that I didn't actually hit her. <laughs> that's funny. That is so yeah, funny. Yeah. I see. You know what's funny? I, it's crazy. I, I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic a little bit. But uh, isn't it funny? Like the people that you always are in competition with and you think that, you know, they're the worst. They're the worst. But then when you get to know them, they're like, they're the best people in the world. It, yeah. It's, it's crazy how you have this like perception of people and it's hard. You really should not judge someone, no, um, how not. they are on the, especially how they are on the field. Because I mean, I'm sure people think I'm the, a total jerk. I'm sure some teams like did not like me because I wasn't like on the field to make friends. Mm -hmm. Um, like it was like, let's take care of business kind of thing. And, um, even Jenna will like say like, yeah, I was, I was the worst back then. And like, she is like being her teammate. Oh my goodness. She is so incredible and such an amazing person. And I like look back and laugh of like this perception I had. <laughs> and it just like makes you realize like you can't judge someone uh, by their competitiveness. <laughs> no, that's, that's so true. That's true. Okay. We have two more here. Uh, Coach Heather Tara. Oh, she, you know, I call her mom. Um, she took care of me. She took care of me in college after college. Um, I really look up to her. She's like, um, that strong person that you have in your life. Like the one that you think like nothing can hurt them. Nothing can, um, get to them. And, um, I've been able to like see a softer side of her and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and I will always have a deep appreciation for the things that she has done for me and how she's taken care of me. So I, I love that woman. Awesome. And last, but certainly not least McKenna Brocky. Oh, my sister. I, I'm so proud of her. Um, I didn't get to, I didn't get to be there for a lot of her games, um, growing up, you know, I was away here in Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been really, really cool to like, just follow her, her career. Like I, you know, I get to watch the games now. My mom's up here and I went down to go see her in Palm Springs and have Greggy there. And we got to experience her first collegiate home run and I am, I was like a proud mom, yes. I, you know, it was against Northwestern. So I was like, you know, also rooting for Northwestern and I was right by their dugout talking to them. And, she, and then I was recording her at bat and she hits the home run and I'm screaming like at, in the Northwestern dugout, <laughs> like screaming like this crazy mom. And, and then I, after I was like, okay, let me just walk away. Because <laughs> <Let me walk laughs> they were silent and I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. But Huh. But after they, they totally understood. Oh, 100%. Um, yes. Uh, but I, I am just so proud of her. And like, I don't know. Um, she, she amazes me. She really, really does. And so I'm, I'm really excited that they've got their, uh, got their ticket in the postseason, And it's, it's been fun to watch them. They've, uh, got that coaching staff and just what they've done with the team. Those girls are awesome. Right on. Right. Yeah. They got the, well, selection Sundays this Sunday. So, I guess we'll see what, uh, what's going to happen. Where, uh, where do you hope they land? Um, I mean, I could kind of assume where they're going to land, but I kind of hope that they don't land there. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cause you know, they're probably like local, Yeah. somewhat local. Um, 
I, I don't know where they're going to land, but you know, I think they're going to give people a run for their money. That's for sure. And, and, um, you know, they might surprise a lot of people. Hey. Uh, I've been able to like see their growth this season and just being able to follow along and they've got, they're a tough little squad. They're scrappy and, um, they can bring it. So wherever they end up, uh, they're going to be competitive. That's for sure. That's the main thing. That's the main thing. Well, court, Listen, I got to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on. I mean, I, I know how busy you are. So I, well, I, I, I appreciate that. It's, it's been fun. This is my pleasure. It's brought back a lot of good, fun memories. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy about it. Great. Looking forward to watching, uh, watching you in AU this season and wishing you, Abdul, Greggy, nothing but the best. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm wishing you and your family the best too. And I'm excited to keep in touch. All right. Take care. You too. Sizing? Maybe need more room because of additions to the family, or possibly seeking that dream home you've always wanted. Well, Tim Eisner at Royal LePage Atlantic is the guy for you. With a proven track record and multiple awards, Tim goes above and beyond to find out your needs and exactly what you're looking for. So if you're seeking a new home or trying to sell your current one, contact Tim at 902-499-5717 or check him out on Facebook at Tim Eisner. Again, that's 902 902- 499-5717. Trust me, when all is said and done, we'll be saying Tim Eisner strikes again.